0: Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up Celebrity News, Reviews, and Interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram. Rave It Up show on Facebook and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today we have a chat over Zoom with comedian and retired New York firefighter, John LaRocchia. He lost 19 of his fellow firefighters and mates in 9-11. So we have a talk to him today about how he started his foundation, Laughter Saves Lives, to pay tribute to them. There's so much to cover today. It's really fun and informative interview. So let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month. And in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Whoa. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's Georgie May from Breaking Bad. Adam Stavoni from Step it's Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Dr. Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKinney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. We're raving it up. <laughs> it up. I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Lauren Rave It Up. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ra- sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. Raving. We're <laughs> raving it up. John, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on our show. How are you going today?
1: I am excited to be here from uh, Long Island, New York. Um, I was excited when I when I got the request, and uh, let's do it. Let's talk about some fun stuff, and I'm ready.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too, because you have such an amazing story that I just cannot wait to share. Is this your first Australian interview as well, or have you done? Yes, in other fact, ones? yes,
1: it is. That's why I was <laughs> yes. doubly excited because I didn't know what to expect.
0: Oh, and you didn't really know how how you were gonna understand the Aussie accent.
1: <laughs> no, and so far I'm loving it i'm oh, loving it
0: good i'm glad Woo. <laughs> Well, first first australian interview guys exclusive for rave it up Woo. <laughs> well i really want to first chat about your stand-up comedy career because you've been a stand-up comedian for mm. over 32 years now probably even longer from what i read on the internet so it's a really long time how do you like it's... keep it fresh and interesting for yourself after so many years do you ever I... like nearly run out of material <laughs> No, when
1: you have a family and you're out and about, you never truly run out of material. I am a very silly comic. I am I am a family-oriented comic. I don't curse at all in my act, and it's not because I'm I'm doing that on purpose. It's who I am. It's what I'm comfortable with. So when you've been doing comedy that long, and and it's been on and off, and I'll tell you a little, little more about that, but um you change and you go through waves and you become a parent and now I'm a grandparent I know I don't look that Congrats. old. um I'm a grand and and the material just just comes and when I'm up there I try to be one of the audience mm. I don't try to be on a stage and I'm the entertainment I'm the comic um I'm just one of them. I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm going to the supermarket. I'm doing all the shopping. I'm changing my granddaughter's diapers. Um, and I and I find that audiences love that. They love that. And I immediately break that barrier because I love going into the crowd. I love going into the audience. Not in like people say, oh, I don't want to sit up front. You know, the comic's going to make fun of me. No, I like to go into the audience and have a conversation and be one of them and play with people, you know. Uh, create some funny, you know, that way, and and I'll I'll lose a, a, a punchline if I see somebody in the audience that I want to do something with. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, but my comedy, yeah, it started. I was a New York City firefighter for 21 years, and I started my comedy career by taking a class in Manhattan. Uh, the final the final performance was at a comedy club called Dangerfields, uh, very famous in New York, not there anymore. And that's how I started my comedy career, working C rooms, working biker bars, gay bars, any place I can get up, you know, to, to driving five hours to do five minutes. Um, and that's how I got. To, I couldn't do that now. I just wouldn't have the energy. But back then you just get up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's the only way to get good at comedy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got to do, it, you gotta you do those hard yards, don't
1: you? Yeah, so, so I, that's what I was doing back then, um, and I was making some real progress, and I, and I probably would have been a headliner, solid headliner at this point, and then I was involved in the largest disaster of any fire department in the world, and I lost a third of my firehouse, 19 guys, guys that made me laugh all the time, so we went to memorials, we went to funerals, we cried, we got depressed, you know, I mean, just a mess, whatever you go into work and you'd see plaques of guys on the wall that you used to party with and Christmas parties and their kids. And how do you get through that? How do you get over that? You know, it's going for therapy a lot. But at one point we laughed. We, we left in the firehouse. And I'll tell you the story because it's one of my favorites. It's in the screenplay, A Time to Laugh Again which we're trying to get made. Ooh, the screenplay, gigantic. screenplay, the long line, a New York City firefighter loses 19 members of his firehouse on 9-11 and uses the laughter to heal and remember his guys. Wouldn't you watch that
0: movie? Yes. Right? Absolutely. That's so why I wanted you on.
1: <laughs> we're working hard at that. So it's in the movie. We One day there was a, um, a place in the city that people were donating stuff from all over the country for firefighters, for cops, you know, really, really wonderful people. But the thing is, some people send stuff that was a little kooky. You know what I mean? A little, like uh, they, they sent this little axe that was a can opener. You know, when I bring it home, my wife goes, what are you going to do with that? I go, it was free. I don't know. You know, that's a fireman's motto. If it's free, it's for me. And we'll yeah. figure out later. So we go down there one day and the lady who runs it says, oh, I got something great for you guys. Nice warm winter hats that cover your ears. And we go, Oh, that sounds nice. She goes, There's only one problem. They're in the shape and the color of fruit, right? Bananas, cherries. So the captain looks at us and goes, Don't touch those hats. I don't want you guys wearing those hats out. You know, what do we Who's? Why would we take those hats? Somebody distracts him. The next run off the truck that was safe to do it, everybody had on a different fruit, right? (laughs) And, and the captain initially blows his stack he's going, i told you guys and i can't remember who was wearing the orange but he looks at the captain and he goes cap orange you're glad we took them and we all and we all started laughing and he felt so good mm. you know and the first reaction is "Ooh, i shouldn't be doing this you know we just lost all these guys not just lost probably weeks and weeks later and then the thought hit me I'm a comic, like, what a great way to remember them. What a different way to remember them by making people laugh in their name, going out there, raising money for cool charities, getting on stage and say, we're going to raise some money tonight for such and such charity. It's in memory of my guys who were lost on 9-11. Let's have some fun tonight. And at the shows, we don't beat them over the head with 9-11. It's about the laughter and remembering the guys. So it's more of, Let's have fun in memory of my guys. And that's it. On with the show. Mm. And it's been so cool over the years to number one, have FDNY headquarters now recognize me as a charity that, that is a kind of affiliated with them. The commissioner came on my show. I do a show every Wednesday night uh, and I'd love to have you on by the way. Oh thank uh, you. If, if
0: you. I was going to yeah. bring that up a bit later. I have some questions about that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so the commissioner was on. We've had on some movie stars um and but my favorite guests are the people out there who are pounding the pavement. Is the the, the volunteers working for charities, the cop, the fireman, the teacher, the nurse, having them on, having some laughs with them, at times some tears with them. Um you, that's what we do on the show is what I do with the comedy. Interesting guests with a comedy slant. We're going to have fun with you. And then in big, bold, fat letters, no politics. Yes. I don't want to talk any politics. There's enough of that crap out there. I want people to tune in or come to a show and go, I'm going to have fun. Yeah, I'm going to smile. I'm going to, you know, that. yeah, yeah. And that's, Absolutely. that's, I think for me, very therapeutic to do this in memory, my guys, I have on my wall. I always say, when I come on a show, I look over, I have on the writing list from nine 11, who was working the day of nine 11. Wow. LaRocchia. My name is written and crossed out. Everybody's name was crossed out and replaced with guys filling in for us. Cause we had to go for our medicals. Every one of those guys were lost on nine 11. So I shouldn't be here Yeah. in reality. Yeah. I shouldn't be here. So I always say, If I don't do something good with my life, when I get up there, they're going to kick my ass. Can I say yes? Yes. They're going to smack me, right? So that's my motivation. It's remembering the guys. It's therapeutic for me to go somewhere or what we do with the money in the foundation. Now, we raise money for different charities, but also for the Laughter Saves Lives Foundation. I use that money to help cops, firemen, military. We're moving into healthcare professionals now who is struggling due to a tragedy, and it's not in the spotlight, it's not in the news, mm-hmm. people don't know about it, kind of, you know, and we find these cases, and we try to pay some medical bills, some car payments, whatever. My goal is to find that big sponsor, where I can help go to this person, this, this responder, who's suffering due to a tragedy, and say, give me your mortgage for the next year. concentrate on your family and getting well. I want to really come into a town and leave the town and go, wow, they have to say, they made a real difference, you know? Mm. Um, But right now we make car payments. Um, We just helped out a a firefighter from Louisiana. I was contacted because I teach nationally for Homeland Security because I'm very smart also. Yes. (laughs) Not only funny, my smart. So, um, This buddy who works out there, hey, we got this firefighter. He has cancer. Young guy, two kids, 25. They're going to take off his leg. He's going to lose a leg. What can you do for him? So I said, well, we can't fly out there in short notice, whatever. I could send him some money. Let's do an online show. So we attempted a pay-per-view show. Didn't work out too well. We're learning with the pay-per-view. Still sent him a check. We didn't make any money. Still sent them a check out of the foundation. Um, got a call a few weeks later. He passed away. Mm. So we we helped pay some of his medical bills. And we sent a check for medical bills and funeral expenses. Mm. In memory of my guys that were lost on Island. That's the kind of stuff I love doing, helping the individual
0: yeah.
1: who's suffering. You know? You're
0: know. you really and, paying it forward. There needs to be more people like you in the world. <laughs> but uh, I also... Know-
1: I guess I get it. I don't do it. I, you know, this, I know, you know, this, you, you, you seem like a, a just a, a, a really nice person. I get, you know, the thing, you know, this, when you do something for somebody else that you have to take your time to do not write out a check. That's nice. I don't have the kind of money personally to, to send that on, but when you take your time, there's something to be said for that person. Because yeah. you can't get that time back. You can get that $100 back. We, we do shows at the uh, veterans hospitals. Well, not since COVID. We're trying to get back in. World War II vets, guys who are 80, 85 years old, fall asleep during the show, whatever. And they always say the same thing to me. Thanks for not forgetting us. You know, thanks for not forgetting. How can that feeling that you get from that cannot be bought? Yeah. I mean, I would like to have a million dollars. Don't get me wrong. Who doesn't? (laughs) Right? But you can't get that feeling from getting a million dollars in. You can't.
0: Yeah. They they say money can't buy happiness, right? Can, really can. In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time, like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too. So you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgonefxaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effects Australia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it. Maybe even make it a new year's resolution but never do well this is your time hills latin dancing teaches salsa bachata and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels no partner or previous dance experience is required if you don't live in sydney that is okay too we teach private lessons over zoom for only 50 dollars we also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. I love how unique your shows are too, because you do utilize comics that are members of fire and police, healthcare, military, everything like that. How did you find, yeah. especially starting out and getting people who wanted to do stand up comedy? Because I'm guessing not everyone is like you, do it as a firefighter or a policeman right. or whatever that is also doing comedy.
1: <laughs> right. So, part of what we do is we raise money for many different charities and, and, and individuals that are not related to 9 11. I always try to make that clear. Um, we do it in memory of those who were lost. But thank God, a lot of those that were lost on 9 11 and because of 9 11, Financially, are well taken care of through different funds or whatever. We try to help the people who are not. So when I first started doing comedy and I started the Laughter Saves Lives comedy tour, I said, wouldn't it be cool if we used some cops, firemen, healthcare care works, some I consider teachers heroes. We, we're using a few teachers now. So every show doesn't have 100% heroes. Okay." But I try to get two or three on a show. But also what I try to do is take a new comic who's been working open mics and not with a real audience and give them a shot in front of a real crowd. Nobody ever did that for me. Yeah. So part of what we do is I love watching a comic, a new comic, light up when they get in front of a crowd and they're like, whoa you know, look at the laughs I got tonight. You know, there's, there's nothing like that. So we have some cops, firemen, teachers, healthcare professionals, but I also make sure the show is strong. Mm. Right. So, and it, depending on, on the budget or whatever. So I'll use a really good headliner. I mean, I can headline some shows if the budget is really tight, but I like to make the show better than that. And you'll see me do my comedy and you'll go, wow. You were really funny. Hopefully you'll say that, you know, but then the headliner is going to be funny, Mm. you know, because it's important to me to put out a good product too, because I'm doing it in memory of my guys.
0: Absolutely. And I've always, since I've done my research on you, I've loved that name, Laughter Saves Lives. How long did that take you to come up with?
1: What's interesting is when I applied for it, um, the lawyer said that the banking commission, um, it gives pushback when you use the word "saves" some kind of banking organization. So he said, "Why don't you use laughter subwives? I go, "No, I love that freaking name. I got to get that name." Hmm. And and ultimately, they let us use it after they saw what we were all about. And
0: so it was something that so. just came to you straight away. What weren't like trying really to sleep remember, on it for a I don't while.
1: Remember. I'm so, my, my I, there's a term, a slang, Brooklyn, Italian term called stunad. You ever, ever heard of it? No. Stunad means you're a freaking idiot, right? <laughs> you're stunad. And that's what I am. I, I just, you know, I'm the guy who loves this. I love this. Yeah. Talking to people, making you laugh a little bit to set up this interview. If I was the one that had to set it up, and do, I, I you, know, eh, you know, I don't like doing that part of it. I just love this part.
0: Luckily, I like both. <laughs> I still go like ahead. all the admin side, but I also I like obviously love this. We're yeah. doing it for 12 I, years. I mean,
1: I do some of the admin. Um, I go to teach. I'm I want. Oh, I'm wearing their shirt tonight. Kent, yes. Ohio. Kent Fire Department. I taught out there. Hey, how would you like to do a show? Blah, blah, blah. We're going back to Kent, September 13th, and Columbus, Ohio on the 14th. We're doing a show for a children's charity with the fire department on the 13th and a veteran's charity on the 14th. Fantastic. Um, and I just got that from after the class. Hey, here's what I do. Let's do a show, mm. you know? Wow. So I do do a lot of that also.
0: And as you can tell, I, I did do my research on you too. And I also wanted to know, is it true that back, you know, in the early days, were you a radio mm. personality too? Like, where does that mm. fit into the timeline with becoming a comedian as well?
1: Very, very good question. Um. I, I now do a, I, we call it a TV show. It's a video live show. that mm.
0: um, streams live on YouTube, guys. If you want to go check it out, Strong Island TV and Facebook. Oh, fantastic. Yes. What a cool photo. Well,
1: this was my original show that you spoke about on the radio. This was my partner, Tom Gardner. Tommy was wow. lost on 9-11. He was one of my guys in my house that were lost on 9-11. He's on my desk every show I do right now. Um, my family always said. Boy, you don't, you don't have any more friends after you lost time. You never made new friends. You have no friends. You have no friends. And that's not true, but um, he was just good at everything.
0: Mm, no he one was can just
1: good him. at everything. And he, he was a, a, a college teacher. He was an environmentalist. He was a firefighter. Uh, he was a hockey player. He was strong and handsome and a great, great firefighter so tough act to follow and um the night before we would do he would do did the radio show with me and he didn't want to do it initially because he's not a ham he's not that guy in front of the camera he used to write jokes for me he used to actually write you heard joan rivers
0: yes yeah of course okay (laughs) who hasn't
1: well i'm just making sure Back in the day, well, I don't, you know, I don't know what happens over there. So um,
0: I in entertainment. I guess I have to know who Joan Rivers. is. Right, right, right. I just want to make I sure. I don't know you about the audience.
1: <laughs> do the same things we do. I mean, you like pizza and bagels. I don't know. So, um, so Tommy used to send. He was a page at one point in the city where the Tonight Show was filmed, and he used uh-huh. to send jokes up to Joan Rivers, and oh, she used cool. some of them. So he loved writing comedy. He loved writing, not performing. So when I met him, I told him what I did. He was like, oh my God. And it, we just hit it off right away. And he started writing jokes for me. And there's one joke that I do in my act that Tom wrote for me that I will always do. If I'm doing a 10 minute set, probably not Goes, But it, it relates to, Is um, it? it's a little off color. I don't do dirty stuff, but it kind of relates to, um my wife trying to my wife I say has large breasts and she doesn't want people to notice them so she wears shoulder pads right (laughs) yep and and Tommy wrote a punchline for me he goes don't say that you respond to her and go honey that's not working what you should put on your shoulders so people don't notice is two flaming juggling chickens (laughs) and I just thought the line was so like me. It was just stupid and ridiculous and silly. And I always use it. And then I always, I pause and everybody laughs. And I go, ladies and gentlemen, that last punchline was written by my best friend, Tommy Gardner. I lost him on 9-11. Let's hear it for Tommy Gardner here tonight. And the place goes crazy. And it's such a great feeling to bring him into it. Mm. And then I always say, you know, especially if I'm working like a divey type room, I'll say, you know, Tommy's looking down at me right now saying Friday night, you were doing comedy in the back of a diner. You still suck. (laughs) Right. And the audience laughs at that. So I'm remembering Tommy, but I'm not doing it in a way that drags the show down. Yeah. You know, especially when you're off and rolling. It's a way to go, man, this guy was funny. This guy made me laugh, loved him. I'm going to remember him tonight. You know, Mm -hmm. so that's what's cool about it. So I always have his picture when I do stuff like this, and when I do my talk show. So Tommy and I, yes, we did a show on WGBB.
0: Did you actually start it yourself, or did they offer it yes. to you through all your comedy?
1: No, no, no. I, I found out about it, and I, I wanted to do it. So I started it, and, and I had a few co-hosts in the beginning, and Tom in the firehouse was so good because he's so smart at giving zingers to people, at like giving digs to people. Like He'd come in, and he'd say, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he'd walk away and the person would be standing there and he go, did he just say, you know, and he was so funny making fun of people in a very loving friend. So I said to him, listen, I want you to be my co-host. He goes, I'm not coming behind a mic. And the... I go, no, just come on and make fun of me. Anytime you think, just give it to me. Right. So he's like, all right, I'll try it. So the first night I think he said hello and goodbye by like the 56 show. We had guests, he had questions, you know, was given the guests, zingers me. And he was great at it. We had so much fun. And I I thanked Liz, his wife, after the funeral. I said, thank you for allowing me to have that part of him because we hmm. oh, had two kids and working and whatever. And she, you know, she could easily, I guess, give him a little pressure. Hey, can't you stay home on Tuesday nights? And I, at his funeral, I gave the eulogy. I followed the mayor of New York, Mayor Giuliani. And we had had a bunch of funerals by now, you know, just heavy, sad, crying, right? So I said, I know what he would want me to do. So I got on stage and I I got on stage. I got on the altar and I said, first I said to the mayor, hey, thanks for warming up for me. Thanks for warming up the crowd, Mr. Giuliani, you know, and everybody started laughing. then I said, you know, Tommy uh, did a radio show with me. A lot of people, I I guess, don't know that. We were on uh, Tuesday nights at 830 WGBB every Tuesday at 830 on WGBB. And I said, the reason I repeat it is because Tom would always say to me, man, you're so much into this show. You advertise it. You would probably advertise at my funeral. So I just did. And the place when they, everybody was like, and just what we needed. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were parts of the eulogy where I had people crying, not because I wanted them to cry. I just spoke from the heart, laugh and cry. And I had people come to me Five six years later and say that was the best eulogy I ever heard wow and that meant so much to me that it's in the screenplay but it's not the whole eulogy we couldn't it would have been like seven pages you know like
0: Mm.
1: um so yeah WGBB radio that was a long answer that was a very long answer no that's
0: all right is this sort of like like a timeline
1: you're like can you do 45 minutes I think we're at 45 minutes now
0: I don't know (laughs) I don't want to stop you, John. You're just giving us... You're garbage. not getting rid of me, lady. You're not getting rid of me so easy. No, no, I don't want to. All right,
1: good.
0: you just be the permanent guest on the show now. All right. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free and here's a little secret we like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise no matter where you are in the world so don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around introducing gym XO. they are an eco-friendly brand from the uk gym wear made from recycled materials Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk.
1: So oh, what, what is
0: it? Do you have like a bit of a timeline in terms of this screenplay? Like, do you know when we can expect it or is it still going to take a little longer?
1: There's two projects that we're working on. All right. The first one's going to come to fruition if it does a lot sooner. And it's a docuseries on the Laughter Saves Lives comedy tour. Oh, so it's showing the charities we work with are uh, some of the people who are out there doing such great work. Um, The comics interacting with them before and after the show, having some fun with them. Um, The venues that we play, I call it the underground comedy scene, the VFW halls, the moose lodges, the firehouses, not the comedy clubs. And um, yeah, so that I'm very excited about. I'm more excited, believe it, about that than the screenplay. The screenplay is about my life pre-9-11. Me becoming a firefighter and I was afraid of heights, not, not too brave and, and not great with smoke. So me oh, going through, you the, become I know. One, then. I don't I, 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 I
0: don't know. I didn't think you want I to wanted to be that one. macho guy. No, never,
1: never. It was more of, I didn't know what I wanted to be. And I was in a County major, believe it or not in college, because my parents, you my father drove a truck and what, and he goes, you got to become something. You know, that's that's good. And, and So it was like, be an accountant. Everybody needs an accountant, right? So yeah. I started studying for it. Then at one point, I'm like, I don't want to freaking sit in an office. So a friend of mine said, oh, you love people. You know, you like helping people. You're very physical. Why don't you be, become a firefighter? I go, because you got to run into the fires. <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Yes. You got to run into the fire. I don't want to do
1: that. Isn't that another <laughs> reason not to become a firefighter? She goes, just take the test. So I thought it was a challenge. I started working out, running up and down hills with weighted best, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, they're calling me to take the physical. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. What the hell? You know, see how I do. Took the physical, doing really good. All of a sudden, now they're calling me to take the psychological. I'm like, am I going to do this? So I took the psychological. And now, okay, if you, you, the fire academy starts in a month. I'm like, oh, my God. I'll, I guess I'll try it. I'll try, yeah, I'll try for a year or two. And if I don't-
0: 21 years later.
1: (laughs) One of the best things, obviously, I ever did. 9-11, 9-11 included. I mean, even though 9-11 happened, of course, I wish things were different. But one of the best things I ever did, the bonding that you get with a fellow firefighter I can go anywhere in the country and knock on a firehouse door and I'm welcome. Mm. What other jobs are like that? What are the jobs like, man, I need to move next week. I need help. Yeah. And all you need is a few pizzas <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and, and you got 20 guys there guys. You don't know guys. You don't know who are new. Um, Recently we had a, a FDNY firefighter die in the line of duty and we were supporting supporting we were contributing this is one of the charities we were assisting it's called fight for firefighters and they build ramps for disabled firefighters and their families they will come with 30 guys and build a ramp that day Wow! right well one of the guys from that organization was lost and and he was one of their biggest volunteers and just amazing the people that you meet when you're doing what I'm doing. You know, it's I, I, all over the country, all over the country. You know, people have written to me and know who I am. And we do vitamin as a guest. You know, all I ask is that if you come on my show, don't watch any of our previous shows because you may not come on. OK, I weren't. But now I'm worried. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We would love to have you and be very respectful.
0: Oh, well, I'd love to, whenever you want to. <laughs> you,
1: you, you don't understand what you're saying. Once you say whenever you want to, I will follow up with you. Of course. You know, I'm, that, I'm that kind of person where somebody says, I hey, too. I hope to see you. Yeah, somebody would go, hey, I hope to see you soon. Oh, come on I got my calendar. How about Thursday? You know? um, I do that exact same thing. <laughs> I love it. I love I'd rather it. Just, just lock it in right now. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to your country, so just don't invite me over to your country because I may show up in a month. Oh. All right, so don't do that.
0: Come, I'll show you around. I'm serious. I Come. I
1: would love to. You know, do you know Jim Do You know Jim? No. He's he's a he, he's a comic that grew that was is from your country.
0: Oh, okay. I'll yeah. To look and
1: he's in he's a citizen of our country now, but he goes back and forth every his parents are still there. Oh, um one not? of my favorite comics that I use on my shows.
0: Well, you Damn. are definitely welcome anytime. All right, but we've got a beautiful country and I just, I, I love your energy. Like you're such an amazing man and
1: oh, thank always you. wanting
0: to, you know, pay it, pay it forward and you know, so well, I have to tell you, you that well. I'm, I'm, up,
1: I'm up for the show. As soon as we're done, I'll be asleep in 10 minutes.
0: Yes. <laughs> I know how that feels.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, um, sorry, just going back to, you know, the screenplay and the bio, like, oh, yeah, you know, like when or? Oh, no. No? No. See, the problem with the
1: screenplay is. takes time. They want me right now, the people that I'm working with want me to cut down to 90 pages, and I'm at 135 pages. Now, I get what? it, but this is my heart and soul. These are people that they want me to cut out who I just can't find a way to cut out. They want me to minimize the scenes, So right now I'm pushing back a lot and I'm ultimately probably going to lose them. Um, and I think what I'm going to do is I am going to now go about it my own and try to raise the money Yeah. because there's yeah. a lot of people out there who I think would support it. And it's just a great, it's a great story. Let me tell you one of the scenes. Can I tell you one of the scenes? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So after 9-11, about a year after my uncle Joe passed away, he was a veteran. My dad is a veteran, okay? So we go to the funeral, we go to the wake, and at the end of the day, the, the burial is the next day, one of Joe's uh, army buddies comes up to my father, and he says, uh, very, very uh, military-ish, if that's a word, okay? And he says to my father, tomorrow, we're giving Joe a military send-off. Um, I, John, I, We're going to salute at the grave, and there was one other guy there, right? My dad goes, hey. My son, you know, I, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm I'm looking at you on the screen. I'm not looking at the camera, but I, how can I not look at that face? I don't it's want to. It's all good. You know I mean? It's all
0: right. Look at my oh, face. It's all, right. all good. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I'm so, doing the same. <laughs> all right. So I um, so my dad says, "Hey, can my son give his uncle that send off at the at the? Can he salute with us?" And I go, "Dad, hold on a second. I go, "No, I wasn't in the military." I didn't I didn't go away from my country and leave my family? No, I don't belong with you guys. And this guy who was the military guy, he goes, Hey, son. Yeah, I go, and I'm like in my 30s, son, I mean, yes, sir. You know, I'm like, he says, You're standing with your father tomorrow at your uncle's grave, and you're gonna give him a send-off. You were a New York City firefighter, that's good enough for me, brother. Oh. So I go, all right. Now, I mean, for the only time in my life. I got to be with my dad and salute as one of them. Wow. What a scene, what a scene, right? It's an amazing scene. But the thing is they want me to cut locations because every time they have to move to a location. So I didn't look at the latest update, but I have a good feeling they want me to cut that scene. And I can't, I can't cut that scene. I just can't. There's one of my mother in the yard when she was very nervous about me becoming a firefighter. So when I got the letter, whether I passed or not, she had, was in the backyard and she goes, Hey, Johnny, you got a letter from the fire department. And I said, Oh, did you open it? And she says, no, 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 no. I don't know how she sealed it again, but when I started to open it and read it, I looked up and she had an FDNY fire department in New York city cap on. Oh, that's and, so and cute. She, <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Cause I lost my mom like six years ago, you know? Oh, and she said, congratulations. And I said, uh, Hey, did you open that letter? How did you do that? She goes, not only that one, but those love letters you used to get
0: from Susan, I read all of those. <laughs> <Sneaky> <laughs> so it's a great mother. scene. It's a great scene, you know. No, don't cut those out. I, mean, I can't. That's a pivotal part of, you know, your whole life story. Yeah. 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 Raise can't the money it. yourself, John. Got to yeah. stand in what Come on, you can be right? my producer. Come
1: yes. on. <laughs> all right
0: hopefully with this interview we'll find someone for you
1: (laughs) i would love it i would love it i would love it
0: oh well i want to kind of go kind of go more in depth if that's okay like i I want to be really respectful with the whole 9-11 thing as well (laughs) with with being a firefighter and i guess anybody that has a job in that front line that you must see some horrific things not just 9-11 but every day of your life but when well thank
1: god not every day
0: Okay, thank God. <laughs> right, But how right. do you get through, especially with something like 9-11, how long did it even take you to be able to go back to work? Like, how did you also that's, look after yourself is, mentally?
1: Yes, great question. Because, and we're getting better with the mental aspect of post-traumatic stress for veterans well, and all that. That's why I thought it's, I'd
0: bring it up because you might be able no, to help a lot of people today question. that might be kind it, of going through some bad mental yeah. times.
1: Uh, my family said to me years later, boy, it took you a long time to become yourself again. And I don't remember much. Um, I worked with a captain a year after 9-11. I was driving, we have a big truck, right? So I don't drive it every day. So I'm there trying to concentrate with driving this big truck into the city. And he goes, boy, you look a lot better than the last time I saw you. And I said, when did you see me, Cap? And he goes, 9-11 on on the pile. I go, I I didn't see you on 9-11. He goes, we had a half hour conversation. I go. I have no recollection of seeing you on 9/11. Mm. Um, so I I was lucky enough to to be able to deal with feelings because I I used to belong to a marriage encounter group where you share your feelings. All right, most guys not good with sharing feelings. All right, so I knew I knew the value in it. Um, so they were they were uh, giving us counseling. We lost 19, remember? All right. One of the, in fact, 19 assigned to the house was the largest loss of any house in New York City. So they were sending a therapist every day. Every day. Now remember, you said, when did you go back to work? September 13th. Wow. September 13th. Okay. Got back September 12th from September 11th. Got back to the firehouse the next day, midday. I don't
0: know. Went home,
1: slept. Because I had to. You know what I mean? I, you were on such cruise control. Your body was just not there. Your mind was just not there. Guys were going down, digging on the days off. We were working 24 hours on, 24 hours off. But some guys would get off in the morning and then go down and dig for a few hours, sleep for a few hours, go back and work. Um, It was, a, it's all a blur. Those first few months were all a blur they what they started doing then is they said okay you take a day off in between so you have three days off so they would all rotate that because remember i was in the hazardous materials unit you need months and months if not years of training we lost a third of the company we were the only guys in the city trained to that level so you can't pull guys from another company and say work in hazmat so we we had to use what we had until we got guys trained so the, for four months we were working every other day basically and then what they did was they took guys uh, for a week and they said you you go and stay home go to the go to the um health, the medical the medical office uh for therapy go down talk to the therapist go home go down there. so that's kind of how we got through it and that's why the laughter at one point was so important mm. to bring that laughter back into your life. Cause that's what they would have wanted. That's what I would have wanted. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to work that day. You think I want my family crying for five, six years, nah. go to a comedy show, laugh. And when I do a show and I see the widows, the children of guys that was in the audience laughing. Oh man. So it's, it's unbelievable feeling,
0: mm. you
1: know, the best so, medicine it is. It is for me and for the audience because the, I remember that first time I was asked to uh, to come and do a set after 9/11. I remember how long it was, and I'm like, no, I, you know. And somebody said to me, it might be good for you, and plus, you know, people in the club, they need to laugh. Yeah. You know, this affected everybody. They need to laugh. Give it a shot. So I got on stage that first time, and all I knew was I needed to walk out there. I didn't know if I could do anything other than that. And I walked out to the stage and I was always introduced as a New York City Five, Always. And it was a very uncomfortable standing ovation. Very uncomfortable for me. And I started saying that every show, I would say, I, I appreciate that. I'm accepting that for my, my brothers and who cannot. Thank you very much. And I'd go into my set. And it was a great way to bridge that uncomfortableness and go, you know, and go into it. So on our radio show, now I lost my partner on 9-11. So I didn't do the show, obviously, for a few weeks. And then I called Tom's wife and I said, listen, would you mind if I did the show? And she goes, no, that's he would have wanted that. So I called two of my friends with comics and said, listen, I'm going to do the show. Meet me at the studio because I just may end up crying in the corner, right? So they said, absolutely, we'll, we'll help you out. And as I'm going there, I call the radio station. I go, can you give me, cause I had an hour show. Can you give me two hours? So they, they called the other show was with me, you got it. And I'm like, I hang up the phone. I go, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like I had no, no plan, right? So I said, I got it. I'm gonna ask people to call in and have them give me a time somebody that was lost or missing made them smile or laugh. And we used to get two or three phone calls in the hour the phones never stopped ringing for two hours. Wow. Ne- people just needed to vent and to smile and to laugh. And, and uh, it was one of the best shows I, I ever did, you wow. know? Congrats. um, So yeah, it was cool.
0: So it's all about it that cool. therapy, isn't it? And talking through it. And, you know, even though we are getting better with the whole mental health side of things, I still think we it's are. not talked about enough. You know, I find
1: that, and I've been saying this a lot lately, My best days are when I meet somebody on the street who I don't need anything from them and they don't need anything from me. And I start a conversation and we talk for a little while and I walk away and I go, wow, that was great. Yeah, That was just freaking awesome. awesome. There was a mom the other day with her son. School ended in Long Island the other day. And I knew his school was over. And I'm like, you know, the big, I'm walking my granddaughter, in fact, she's in the stroller. And I said to the mom, hey, no more school. So she goes. It ended on Friday. I said, "Yeah, I know." and we just started talking, ten minutes, and I walked away. And I'm like, "That felt great." Yeah. You know, we. I don't want to sound like an old, an old guy, but we've gotten away from having those simple conversations. My dad lives in Queens, and the new neighbor wants to put up a six foot fence. My my dad's neighbor that just passed away was my neighbor growing up for fifty. Um, See, I'm 63, but probably for 55 years, we talked to that woman over the fence and the thought of them putting up a six foot fence, it was killing me. Like it's just killing. I understand privacy, but it's just, I love people. I love, I just love talking to people.
0: Yeah. You're the perfect guest for this show for that very reason. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I know. I hope I'm letting you talk enough.
0: No, no, I love it. My ears are just enjoying right. every second of it.
1: <laughs> All right, good. I want to I know too, true.
0: with Laugh to Say's Lives, what can our audience do to support you and the organization?
1: Well, on laughter to Say's Lives, we have a donate button that's not working well. So if you'd like to go on there, just donate $200 and see if it works. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, well, yeah, you could do that. Make a donation on there. We're looking for international sponsors for our our show, um, our TV show. So we we would love to have some of those sponsors. So we're looking for sponsors and donations. Um, And we're going to be doing some pay-per-view events. I think I'm I'm getting a little better at it for some national and international charities. So
0: be a sponsor, you know? Fantastic. And and go check out the live show too, guys. Streaming on Yeah, we're on every... Strong mile on is TV, it, isn't it? YouTube.
1: Yeah. What time is it? Um. What's the time difference? Because we're on at Eight o'clock. Wednesdays. Facebook. YouTube.
0: Eight p.m. That would probably yeah. be about now at ten a.m. Wouldn't it? Aren't you about eight p.m. now?
1: We're oh, good point. We are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes we are eight eight twenty.
0: Yes, and yeah. we are ten twenty in the morning the next right. day. Sorry. But you know what? They can watch it if you you're know, on Wednesday. YouTube. It'll be Thursday, 10 a.m. here, guys. There you go, for Sydney time. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's live.
0: But you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, it's RJ May
0: from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Savani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. This show is brought to you by Vegas Knights, specializing in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au, or give them a call on 1300 135 394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. Well, this has been so much fun. I know we've been talking yes, for gosh. a while, but would you also like to play a game with me before we finish up?
1: I would like to play the game. Yes. I'm I love games.
0: (laughs) Oh, perfect. And everyone like loves the competitive element too, because there is a competitive element. So it's a game here on Rave It Up, very legendary. It's called the Two Minute Hot Seat. So what I do is I ask you various questions. You just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats or singing or dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. And when we finish, we'll see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else that's played the game on the show. You better,
1: <laughs> you better talk fast, Missy, so I can win.
0: <laughs> all right. Just to give you well, an idea. Dogs!
1: dogs. <laughs> oh, too soon? All right.
0: No, no, that's perfect. Just to give you oh. an idea, too, like I'll give you two minutes 15. I do that with all my Zoom interviews just because there's a tiny bit of delay. Um, top right. of the Zoom Rave It Up leaderboard has answered 57 questions. Wow. Well, the top of the whole Raven that? Up leaderboards answered 101 questions. So that was in person, second time. She kind of knew it was going to happen. I gave her a mixed questions though, but uh, let's at least try to get 57. Yeah. How does that sound, Ooh. John?
1: <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot.
0: All right. Let me get my stopwatch and I'll just change my view on here so I can see us both. Okay. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> here we go. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram?
1: Facebook
0: iPhone or Samsung Samsung Apple or Android Android rap or rock music rock rock or pop 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 or country country beach or mountains mountains beach or pool pool sun or rain rain skiing or snowboarding snowboarding comedy or action comedy blondes or brunettes blondes sweet or salty salty sunglasses or hat hat SUV or convertible Convertible. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? Wii. Clean or messy? Messy. Singing or dancing? Dancing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scar Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Will Smith. Mall or online shopping? Line shopping. Cinema or home movie? Home movie. Ice cream or gelato? Gelato. Cake or cookies? Cookies. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookie dough. Family or friends? Family. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Uh, Day. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Curly. Eye colour, blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? Werewolf. Texting or calling? Calling. Los Angeles or New York? Los Angeles. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? TV. Coffee or tea? Tea. Snow or surf? Snow. Harry Potter or twilight? Twilight. Family Guy or the Simpsons? Simpsons. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. French fries or chips? French fries. Burger or hot dog? Hot dog. Guitar Guitar or drums? Drums. Leather or denim? Leather. City or country? Country. Biting your nails or picking your nose? Nails. (laughs) Tattoos or piercings? Piercings. Backpack or suitcase? Suitcase. Pen or pencil? Pen. Mom or dad? Dad. Headphones or speakers? Speakers. Book or magazine? Magazine. Boxes or briefs? Briefs. Board shorts or speedos? Speedo! Photo or video? Video. Apple or orange? Apple. And we're out of time. Oh my goodness. All right, I, don't I did know. have to keep up with that. <laughs> I said dad instead of mom. I, know. I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> It's recorded now, John. <laughs> oh boy. How many questions do you think you answered? Do you think you answered more than
1: 57?
0: No. No? No. I'm very happy to say you did. Woo! Are You've you answered 61 questions. <laughs> Congratulations. Top of the Zoom Rave It Up Leaderboard. And on the whole, Rave It Up Leaderboard, you are sitting 27. I'll take it. Out of 155 people. So I say that's really good.
1: <laughs> I'll take it. That was fun. That's
0: amazing. That fun. I'm glad you had a lot of fun with that. Everybody loves that game. Everyone has that loves that competitive element. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I loved it.
0: Now we are unfortunately getting the end of the interview now, John. but that as a closing statement, I know it's gone so quickly, hasn't it? <laughs> I think this is one of the fastest interviews in my head ever. <laughs> But as a closing statement, and was probably the most important question here on Rave It Up, a little bit more serious now, knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self?
1: I would say be kind to everyone. Yes. Be kind to everyone.
0: Yeah, I love that. just
1: makes the world a better place.
0: Sure does. And bring the laughter, right?
1: (laughs) Bring the laughter, bring the love. Um... It's just, it's you know I, I I'm a positive thinker, and I hate being around people that I, and I get that they you know, oh the president is this, this that what I and I'm like I get it I see it I don't want to talk about it I want to be positive I want to be around positive people you know and and people that are
0: nice yeah people you that can't are spend nice any time then
1: <laughs> I will I will. I definitely will I would love I would love to keep in touch I love the fact that you're over there and I'm over here and we have something in common. Um, you know yeah. this was this was good we're gonna have you on my show without a doubt
0: absolutely um, can you tell our so audience as well how to you know find out what you're up to in the future and how to laugh where should we go
1: yeah laughter saves lives.org. yep uh
0: I'm,
1: I'm not big with the other stuff the twitter and the facebook you know look us up on facebook friend if you want to friend me on facebook uh, that's one of the things I, I i i didn't even mention it that i'm most proud of since my grandson is six was born and now my granddaughter is one, I do Johnny. I call Johnny plugs, oh, cool. uh, which used to be what a fire hydrant was called back in the Bronx, back in the day. But they're 15 to 40 second videos, mostly with my grandchildren, just to make people smile. Oh, cute little. Oh, I, I, I mean, he's grown up on it. In fact, he's on my show every other week. His name, his name is Vincent LaRocchia. But his stage name is Vincent Frank Bachigaloop Skunji the III. So that's <laughs> how we introduce him on the show. Um, and, and we do I do these cute little videos on Facebook. So you friend me or just look at them. Um, uh, they're, they're really cute. They'll make you smile. Um, can, oh, I you you. can I tell yeah. you one quick story about Can I tell you one quick story about
0: Yeah.
1: Ray Pfeiffer was a firefighter who died of 9-11 related cancer, who was fighting for this bill to take care of us in Washington. As he was dying, pretty much wheelchair, the halls of Congress. So after he passed away, there was a, a fundraiser, and I attended it uh, in memory of Ray. And I'm walking around, schmoozing, talking, to, you know, people I know, networking with the foundation. And this woman comes up to me, and she she grabs me, and she says, "Excuse me, John, can I tell you something?" And I'm like, "Sure." She says, "You make me laugh." Aww. And I looked at her, and I said, "Oh my God!" I go you made my day. I said, I'm good at nothing else. So I'm glad that I made you laugh. And she laughed and she, I said, "Now I'm, I wanted to say something to you because I'm an idiot. So she goes, what? I go, who are you? <laughs> so she says, you don't know who I am. I go, I do not. And I truly, she goes, I'm Ray Fife, his wife. So the guy who passed oh. away, who was in a wheelchair fighting for us in Congress, sick. So I paused a second and I looked at her and I said, wait a second, are you telling me that when you were at, when Ray was at his worst, when you were struggling with Ray, there were days where you would look at one of my videos and smile or laugh. She said, absolutely. And I just freaking started sobbing in front of this woman and I hugged her and I said, you don't know how much that means to me because that's what this is all about. And that's why God put me here to make people laugh and and to take them away from things. And I said, that was the nicest thing you could have ever said to me. Yeah. So, you know, the Facebook stuff, you know, look back, some of them are home runs, some of it, but I think you'll enjoy them. I think you sit there, especially with the, with the new one, with the, uh, the one year old. Um, well, you've definitely
0: made me laugh today. So I'm going to go become your new Facebook friend. All right.
1: <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. I can't well, wait. Thank
0: you so much for coming on the show, John. I know it's been all, you know, nearly an hour, but it's been such an amazing time. So much fun. And I can't wait to have you on again in the future. Let me know if you ever come to Australia, okay? <laughs>
1: Uh, fa- thank you for having me and if you notice nobody still is calling or looking for me <laughs> I mean I'm down here an hour you said nobody's like hey when are you coming up no no I gonna no. sit on here three yeah. hours
0: yep exactly right. just as you said the family's just like just keep you as long as possible <laughs> yeah and you
1: did a good job you did a good job
0: <laughs> thank you very much well let's keep in contact all right and I can't wait to I know. will I'm, I'm telling you I too. will
1: you take care
0: Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends.